is wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone to the Mystic FM radio show, brought to you by the Ethereum Society's New Zealand branch, based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. My name's Julian Rosser and I'll be your host, and we're currently running a series of shows in which we take a look at a very special book called The Nine Freedoms, and we delve into a different one of these freedoms in each show. This week, we're going to look at the fourth freedom, which is Enlightenment. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Aetherius Society, a worldwide spiritual organization with centers in Europe, North America, Africa, and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western master of yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Aetherius Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teaching given by beings from this world and beyond, which were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. So what are the Nine Freedoms? Well, they are a series of spiritual teachings that outline the steps humanity needs to take as we evolve. They were given in 1961 by a cosmic master known as Mars Sector 6 and were given as transmissions which were delivered through the yogic mediumship of Dr. George King, who was the founder of the Aetherius Society and a very advanced master of yoga who passed on in 1997. Each of these transmissions are the result of Dr. King going into a positive somatic yogic trance, a state which is very rare for anyone to be able to attain. And while in this state, he was overshadowed by Mars Sector 6. And this great master then spoke using Dr. King's voice to deliver these profound teachings to humanity. The nine freedoms are in order. Firstly, bravery, with which, without which nothing of any value can be achieved. Then secondly comes love, the great creative force behind the whole of creation. And the third freedom is service, which is love in practical action. And through service we can gain the fourth freedom, enlightenment, a very elevated state. From there we progress on until we are able to achieve cosmic consciousness, which is a full rise of the power known as Kundalini, and where one is able to experience the oneness of all things.
Once we can attain cosmic consciousness at will, we are then ready for the great initiation of ascension, which is the sixth freedom, and where we are able to break forever from the cycle of reincarnation. And after this initiation, we are able to leave the classroom called Earth and move on to a higher sphere of learning in the seventh freedom, which is interplanetary existence. Then after a time, we gain the eighth freedom, Saturnian existence, Saturn being the most highly evolved planet in our solar system. And from there, countless lifetimes into the future, we eventually reach the ninth freedom, solar existence. So these are nine doors through which all of humanity must pass as we evolve. And of course it doesn't stop there. Evolution goes on and on. Now when the nine freedoms were given, they were recorded. And the recordings of these transmissions are available for purchase from our website, as are the transcriptions, which together with the commentary from Dr. King, form the book called the nine freedoms. These are all available from the Ethereum Society's website, that is the book, the CDs of the transmissions themselves, as well as the CDs of the lectures of, on these subjects by Dr. King. So check out the Ethereum Society's website, ethereus.org, or also the Nine Freedoms website, which is www.thenninefreedoms.org. That's thenninefreedoms.org, nine as in the word nine. In our last show, we talked about the third freedom, service. This week, we delve into the fourth freedom, which is enlightenment. So I'd now like to introduce Tanya Solberg, who will be sharing with us what the nine freedoms have to say about this subject. Good morning, everyone. The spiritual path, like any profoundly important journey, is full of twists and turns. You will have wonderful liberating experiences along the way, but you will also have some tough times. Despite what some people now proclaim, enlightenment does not happen in a flash. However, as Mars Sector 6 explains in the Nine Freedoms, it is necessary to expend sufficient energy to bring the elevated state of enlightenment into being. So let's learn more about how we can bring enlightenment into being by listening to the opening statement by Mars Sector 6 from the Fourth Freedom. The Fourth a Freedom will a be enlightenment a freedom from ignorance a can a be a brought about by all a terrestrials a who are willing to expend a sufficient energy to bring this elevated a state into a being.
there is a but a one a major a sin upon a terror that is ignorance a bravery a dispensation of pure a love a service are these attributes I can I help the aspirant to bring enlightenment into being the elevated state called enlightenment is also referred to as nirvana it is a deep state of meditation in which you become one with that which you meditate upon you will have perfect vision and will know about all things past present and future you will have risen above the ignorance which faces all mankind you will know who you have been in all your past lives and understand why you are here upon earth now you will be able to read the akashic records of the history of this earth and all the people who have inhabited it you will become what is termed a knower or a wise one so how do we achieve this elevated state the state of enlightenment is achieved through a rise in a power known as kundalini from the base of the spine to the third eye center now let me repeat that as i'm sure to many of you this sounds like gibberish the state of enlightenment is achieved through a rise in a power known as kundalini from the base of the spine to the third eye center this in effect is a simple definition of what enlightenment is but achieving it is far from simple which we'll find out more about shortly but firstly let's look at some of the steps that we need to work on in order to reach enlightenment you must have conquered the first 3 freedoms overcoming fear through bravery removing all thought of hate through the dispensation of love and overcoming selfishness through service to others but it is not necessary for you to achieve these first 3 freedoms before even beginning on your journey to achieving enlightenment all four of these freedoms can be worked on by you at the same time in the fourth freedom mars sector 6 tells us what else is needed to achieve enlightenment he says psychic man can so control the subtle universal life forces that he can bring about strict mental control by so doing he is capable of concentration he can at the stage so enhance his concentrative abilities that he is capable of contemplation with open-minded diligence which will bring about even greater awareness a greater understanding and which will begin to open the door 
of enlightenment. So what Ma Sikta Six is saying is that before we can gain the deep meditative bliss of enlightenment, we must first be capable of concentration, then contemplation, before finally meditation is achieved. So what does Ma Sikta Six mean by concentration? This is controlled thought to the exclusion of all else. Dr. King used to stare at a doorknob for several hours with no mind waver, and that is the hard part. The mind cannot concentrate on two things at once. We like to think it can, but instead it flits from object to object extremely fast. So to achieve full concentration, the mind must be concentrating on only one thing. For all of those who pray, be pleased to know that this is one of the finest concentrative exercises because the brain is directed along a specific predetermined channel. We have to concentrate on prayer in order to be able to think or say it. The psychic centers start to open up so that greater power can be drawn in through them and then sent out with a concentrative force. The mind is active during concentration. It is continuously working towards a solution of a problem. In prayer, it is to send energy from point A, the prayer, to point B, the destination of that prayer. The mind is active, causing the physical body to reproduce the sound, draw on the energies and direct these. The second step is contemplation. Although this begins with concentration, it is not a physically active state, but rather a mental and psychic state. The mind becomes open to receive information about the problem you are concentrating on. For example, if you are concentrating on sending prayers of healing to a friend, contemplation would mean that a flow of energy is coming back to you which may give insight on what is wrong with that person and how they can be helped further. Or say a geologist is concentrating on a rock. From past experience, he could conclude the composition of that rock, or he may be studying it under a microscope. If the geologist was capable of contemplation, he may be able to determine where the rock was from and information about the person who picked it up. Let's now listen to an extract of Dr. King's lecture on enlightenment where he explains concentration and contemplation. Contemplation is something different. It's, and yet it's the same. In concentration, you, the will, direct the mind or the brain. In contemplation, you lead it and then you allow it to make its deductions. For instance, in concentration, you would force your brain to repeat a mantra for five hours. In contemplation, you would force or direct your brain 
to repeat the mantra once or twice and then you would contemplate on its true and inner meanings. You see the difference, there's a great deal of difference, but you're not capable of contemplation until you can concentrate. It's no good trying to contemplate at all unless you have this great ability of deep concentration. Having achieved concentration and contemplation, Ma Sikta Six states, At this stage, he is then capable of meditation. Through such meditation, the aspirant opens the door even wider, so that the brilliant everlasting vibration of enlightenment may forever surround him. Now we tend to bandy the word meditation about as a vague dreamlike state, but this is not true meditation. True meditation is brought about through a rise in the power of Kundalini, and the adept becomes one with that upon which he meditates. Then true wisdom is gained. We are not just a physical body. We also have a psychic or auric body. This auric body contains an etheric counterpart to the nervous system called the nardic system or meridians. The main channel in this system runs up the spinal column and along this channel seven major chakras or psychic centers emerge. The English names for these centers are the base of the spine center, the sex center, solar plexus center, heart center, throat center, the Christ or third eye center, and the crown center. Kundalini is an energy which normally lies semi-dormant in the chakra at the base of the spine. When this energy is consciously raised through the etheric channel within the spine, it uncoils itself and gradually enters each psychic center in turn, opening and activating it. As the energy moves up past a center, the center below closes down and so on as it moves higher up the spinal column. Enlightenment and true meditation are attained when the power of Kundalini has moved up the spine, activating each psychic center in turn, until it reaches as high as the third eye chakra, which is located in the center of the forehead. Now let's listen to what Dr. King says in his lecture about meditation. At this stage he is then capable of meditation. Not until. I know a lot of you are possibly disappointed. Probably disappointed that meditation is so difficult. Well, my friends, it is difficult. It takes lives and lives and lives of practice, conscious practice, before it can be brought about. It's the result of downright hard work and effort, no doubt. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't blow into your life. If it does come into this life, if you are capable of meditation, true meditation in this life, it will mean that you have worked for it for countless lives before this, no doubt. 
And if you have worked for it in countless lives before this, then you will get it sooner or later. True meditation is above concentration as we know it, is above contemplation as we know it. I'll tell you what that means. That means this, that Kundalini is lodged in a high center, that these legs are dead, that the body down here is dead, the heart will just be functioning. But you are dead from here down, just as though you'd had a drug and been paralyzed. This is true, deep, meditative state. I'm talking about now a deep, meditative state. There is heat in the body around the top of the head here, because Kundalini is lodged generally about here. It's in the back of the neck which inhibits this center here. All the great powers of the body are risen upwards. And you are like a huge brain, if you like. A huge brain, the whole essence of your brain is vibrating to its absolute uttermost. But you can't walk, and you can't knit, and you can't mow the lawn, or climb the apple tree, or stroke the cat. That you can't. This is meditation. In other words, my friends, it is stillness of body and stillness of the conscious mind. And all the mind capabilities are turned inwards towards, as Mars Sector 6 says, the higher mind or the higher intuitional faculty. And great knowledge comes to you. You can understand the things better. You can take hold of a Bible and read it and understand it better, a Gita and understand it better, the nine freedoms and understand them better. Because this door has been opened. And my friends, please don't run away with the idea that it's closed to you. It isn't. You can open it. Each and every one of you can open it if you work hard enough. Might take you 50 lives, but why worry? It's the goal. It's the goal. It's worth all your efforts. Aetherius has a saying, you know. He says, sooner or later you will have to do this. So why not start now? I would like to read for you now a short extract from The Nine Freedoms, where Dr. King gives a description of what it felt like when he gained the state of enlightenment through a rise in the power of Kundalini. He refers to this energy throughout this extract as she. The great power rose upwards, as though by the grace of some invisible but merciful God. She rose slowly, surely, creeping ever upwards, taking him into even higher realms than this. Then, all of a sudden, she emerged from the top of the spine, and in a glorious flash, the third eye center was open. 
he began to know who he was and why he came. At this time, immobile, cold as if dead, he experienced even a greater life than most men have ever dreamed of, and yet in some strange way was detached from it all. It was as though he, a light, was alone in the universe. It was as though he, at this moment, was being probed by a radiant beam of exploring energy, so intense, so ancient, so wise, that it knew his every movement from his initial birth a million million years ago until this day. Aye, and even beyond that, to some dim part of the future. So distant as to be beyond even his enhanced comprehension. The great light shone, apparently through him, to almost what was to the adept infinity, and seemed in some strange way to return to him with the wisdom of the ages, collected by its immense journey as the great goddess of power dwelt within this chakra, the adept, in true, deep meditation, became a Noah. Mars Sector 6 in the Nine Freedoms states, The freedom enlightenment is the fruit which can be cultivated in the spiritual garden of terrestrial man. If he tends it with sufficient care, sufficient kindness, sufficient patience, sufficient tolerance, if he tends it with intelligence, if he tends it by manipulating his karmic pattern through the right service, this will grow, blossom, and will bear all fruits. The great cosmic master Mars Sector 6 has given us the essential stages to our enlightenment. He has shown us the doors that are open for all of us to enter. The qualifications have been outlined for us. When we give service to others, the great powers within us begin to rise naturally, and we are then firmly on the path towards enlightenment. However incredible it may seem, and although it may not happen in this particular incarnation, enlightenment is not only something we are all capable of achieving, it is something we are all destined to achieve. So why waste a single second of God-given time during which we could be actively progressing towards this lofty and most worthwhile goal? So thanks, Danya. Well, we've really only scratched the surface of this subject, but we hope you've gained a greater appreciation of what enlightenment is. The nine freedoms, as given by the cosmic master Mars Sector 6, are a vast topic, and we can't hope to do them justice within the confines of this show. So if you would like to find out more about anything we've talked about, then you can do so at our website, thenninefreedoms.org. That's thenninefreedoms.org, nine being the word nine. 
There you'll find lots to read, podcasts to listen to, and you can also purchase the audio recordings of the transmissions as well as the book. And the ebook is also available from iTunes, Google Play, Kobo, and Amazon Kindle. In our next show, we move on to the fifth freedom, cosmic consciousness. Now this is a rare thing to achieve indeed. But we're very fortunate that Dr. King is someone who has actually achieved this state. And in the nine freedoms, he gives a captivating account of what it is actually like. He describes the experience right from the start, including the full rise of the mystic power of Kundalini up the spine to the crown chakra. Of course, a state such as this cannot ever really be explained as words cannot possibly do it justice, but he certainly gives us a glimpse into what cosmic consciousness is like. And someone who has achieved this state knows more than anyone else of the interrelationship of all things, the oneness of all things. And this experience underlines the futility of separation through race, color, country, and so on, because they know beyond all shadow of all doubt that we are all interrelated. That indeed all life is interrelated, all life is one. And this just makes the need for service all the more so. And so we'll study this text to gain a greater insight into the true meaning of cosmic consciousness as outlined in the fifth of the nine freedoms. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM, brought to you by the Aetherius Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality, because it is wisdom that sets you free. Thank you.